Is this thing on? Hello, and welcome back to the SLC Voice Podcast, a podcast by students for students. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, and joining me today is Drishti. Drishti, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Brian, how about you? It's been a good day. I got my ground photos done today, which is kind of nice after the last three years of uh, whatever world we're living in right now. So it's kind of nice knowing that at least this part is at the end. And our guest today is Kyle Valpe. Uh, he works in the Student Financial Services in St. Lawrence, Kingston. Kyle, how are you doing? Thanks. Thanks for having me today. Oh, thank you so much. I know, um, you know it's dealing with OSAP and finances and things. It's something that scares a lot of people. Uh, so having you come and be willing to talk with us, I think will ease a lot of people's minds. So thank you very much. My pleasure. Cheers. So before we kind of get into the, the the important things. Just little, learn a little bit about yourself. Where are you from, Kyle? Uh, born and bred, Kingston, Ontario. Um, I've done all my schooling in Kingston, Ontario as well. Um, graduated in Botnick High School, as we mentioned prior to hopping onto the podcast. Um, I'm a, I guess, a double grad here at St. Lawrence College. Um, I took the Business Admin Human Resources program and then did that nice little uh, bridge to obtain the BBA degree. That's a partnership with St. Lawrence and Renshin. I found out as a student, you could work as a student, and I haven't wanted to leave since. So I am homegrown, and I'm not going anywhere, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that's so impressive, Kyle. I want to know that whether you have any favorite sport or team you support. I do. Um, this is probably the worst time to say it. I'm a diehard New Jersey Devils fan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and depending on what the date is on here, I the last two evenings, so last night and the night before, they played the Toronto Maple Leafs. Most people at St. Lawrence know that Glenn, our president, is a huge uh, Leafs fan, and both games were not great. First game, I think, was 6-4, and last night was even worse with, like, seven goals put up by Toronto. So, diehard Devils fan, but it's been a rough few years. <laughs> I, I'm technically a Leafs fan. I'm much more of a basketball fan, so I cheer up you, but I don't have the, the credibility. So, I'll say they were fun games to watch, though. Yes. You'll have your time again. So, uh, we were also talking before with you on, like, I, you know, I, I used to be a cook, and so food is really important to me. So uh, for yourself, what is a, is a food item that some people love that you just could get rid of? Uh, I think I'm biased. My, my wife and I, we actually we went plant-based, I guess it'll be five years in August. So the first thing that when you say to us about a food item, I guess anything that consists of animals automatically would be off the list. Um, but as a vegan-based advocate, probably the one thing I don't understand is like cashew cheese. I'm not sure if you've ever heard it. If you've had cheese before, because you transition, it's like more like a sauce, a cheese sauce. That's something that can be totally removed. I don't understand the cashew cheese movement. It's they're trying to keep up, and they they just won't. That's interesting. I, I've been trying to go for more plant-based. You know, I, I'm at, I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, a couple of meals a day. Are that direction, so maybe I'll have to get some recommendations from you later on. Sure. Well, that was weird for me. I haven't tried or heard anything about cashew cheese, but that's maybe, interesting. Maybe don't. I mean, maybe try it once, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> okay, so what about movies? Do you like watching movies or any TV series you're currently watching? Uh, we try to. So we have a young one at home that just turned two, and actually, we're expecting our second child in July. Oh. So usually, when we can relax we're, we're sleeping my wife and I um, but someone just got us on to it's called Superstore it's a tv series on Netflix uh, I personally worked in retail um, 
for about seven, eight years in high school and in the post-secondary. So I can really relate to it. Highly recommend if you ever worked in retail, the store, it's called Superstore. It's hilarious. I'm definitely going to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's a fun show. And I think they have a new one coming out. It's like American Auto. So it's in the same kind of family. It's a great way of humanizing some of these positions that we take for granted. So with, with students, you know, a lot of people, they're, it's hard to pay for school. Um, so what are some kind of forms of financial support that are available to SLC students? Absolutely. So the, my job title, as indicated, was financial aid advisor. The main thing that consists within our position, and we have three people here on the Kingston campus, a financial aid advisor um, on Brockville and Cornwall as well. So any campus that you're on, uh, students can get that assistance. But the main majority, what we help with is OSAP, which most students know that that program does exist. Um, that's the main thing that we tell everyone. You apply every year of your studies, regardless of your three-year program, you apply each year that you study. Um, and it assesses you both for loan and grant funding. And we can probably get into more detail uh, with that a little bit later. But first and foremost, the, the thing that we always say for students to look into is definitely OSAP, um, if you're eligible, because that's usually the best assistance across the board, especially from like a loan standpoint, consisting of some free money with grants as well. Over and above that, St. Lawrence, we also offer our own scholarship and bursary program. Um, that's the same setup as OSAP. That's something that you would apply for each, every academic year. It's right on our website as well. So those are the two main ones that we always tell our students to review, apply, and see what you're eligible for and what works best for your scenario. Um, it doesn't negate other programs. Um, we have like a lot of military um, scholarships that way. If you are Métis, First Nation, band funding of that nature, that can still be applicable with going to studies. Um, a personal line of credit from a bank, not necessarily like these money smarts or cash advance type places. Um, and the stigma, or I can't think of the actual word for it as, at this standpoint, but the fallacy, or I can't think of the word right now, but the thinking of if I get OSAP, I can't work, or if I get OSAP, I can't get a student line of credit. Um, that's not necessarily true. Um, that just means it would probably need to be reported with OSAP that you're either working during your study period or um, obtaining funding from another support system. That's that's totally fine as well. So as I've listed off, there's many different avenues that students can get support from. Um, it's listed not only on our website, but we're here 12 months of the year. We do not take the summer off. It's probably the busiest time in financial aid over the summer because a lot of students, they make the decision to come to school based on what they can afford, right? So um, hopefully that kind of covers your basis of the main ones that can be applied for for students looking for financial assistance when they come to school. So Kyle, now we are talking about what OSAP is. So what are the eligibility requirements for it for the students who are looking for OSAP and whether it's full for full-time students or part-time students? For sure, so I'll answer the second half for you. It's actually eligible for both full-time and part-time students. Um, part-time, it all, it all depends on course load percentage to determine for part-time and full-time students. So depending on how many courses you'll be taking, you'll have a course load determined from the academic side, and that'll tell you what to apply for on the side of OSAP. Um, usually if you're at a 60% course load and above, then you'll be eligible for full-time OSAP, and then that 20 to 59% would be part-time. Um, if you want to know if you're eligible for OSAP, 
to apply when it's made available to apply. So let's say you're thinking about it this year for 21-22, you can submit an application right now. Um, but if you're thinking about going to school next September for 2022, the application is usually launched the spring before. So in spring 22, end of April, early May, you can start submitting applications to determine your eligibility. Um, but at a basic, basic standpoint, you need to have lived in Ontario for at least 12 months with not being in college or university um, and consider either a Canadian citizen, a permanent resident, or a protected person. Part of the application will um, assess you based off your eligibility with your personal information. So like the main indicator was you put in your SIN, they're going to know kind of your um, standpoint from that and furthermore to your profile information as well. So um, eligibility, the main thing would be Yes, you meet the citizenship requirements for both federal and provincial, um, that your program's OSAP eligible, just because it's offered at the college or university, it might not be recognized from an OSAP standpoint, but for the most part, if it's in-person and it's a diploma or a degree, and like post certificates or even like a certificate like pre-health sciences, for the most part, it's eligible. But at, at the end of the day, if you wanna know, submit an application, only costs your time and using the technology and being assessed for your eligibility of do I qualify for it and how much do I um, be assessed for? That's fantastic. I, it's funny. I'm one of those people that for the first two years I was in school, I, I didn't apply for OSAP. And I was like, I just paid for it out of pocket. And then this year I finally did. I was like, I actually ended up getting mainly a, a grant. I was like, sure, why not? So uh, it's a good example of uh, why just to apply. As you said, it really doesn't take much time at all. You know, if you're just sitting on the couch, just like, you know, scrolling through social media, you can just take that time and apply for this. You never know if they're going to give you some money. And one thing I do remember too is you can choose whether to take the loan aspect or not. So if you, you can choose to just take the free money and not take the loan if you don't need it. So there's some really cool options out there. So I think people should definitely take the time to, to go into that. Now, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say absolutely correct. Just to add on to that too, you're, you're totally right. When you've applied and assesses you for funding, it'll determine both grant and loan. If you want to take the grant funding only, that's totally fine. You can even change your mind later in the semester if you want to take that loan funding. Um, but yeah. If it comes up that you're only getting loan funding for that academic year and you say, I choose not to take OSAP, you just close the application and move forward and hopefully find another avenue that may assist you. But yeah, it's definitely worth your time just to see what you're eligible for. And it could be a majority of grants you wouldn't know until you apply. Perfect. So you talked about the for the OSAP, you need the citizenship of Canada. So what about international students? Do you, uh, does St. Lawrence offer any financially to international students? So in my job specifically, it's mostly for domestic students, but I can speak to the fact that unfortunately international students wouldn't qualify for OSAP. So that would be unfortunately off the table, but the scholarships and bursaries application that's on the St. Lawrence College website, that's for all students. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that all awards are for both domestic and international students, but once they submit their bursaries and scholarship application and it goes through the assessing of those applications, they could still be potentially matched up for certain awards for their, you know, their program, their situation. Um, some are specifically for international students as well. So um, I would definitely recommend always submitting that for every academic year you attend as an international student, but unfortunately would not qualify for OSAP specifically. Yeah. It's interesting, uh, Justin and I actually, we're both on this, the uh, SA board as well, and we've recently been having some conversations about some of the, the scholarships and bursaries, and we did notice that some of them are for people that are currently residents. Like, so unlike the citizenship, which is a different thing, like residents are as long as you're in uh, Kingston and in Ontario for a year. So that a lot of the scholarships are available. So it's not one of those ones where just 
apply. You never know what you're going to get people. So we talked about uh, some kind of grants and bursaries and loans. What is the difference between like a bursary and a loan? Um, so from an OSAP standpoint, um, you'll get assessed for a total amount of funding and they'll show you the breakdown of how much is grant and how much is loan. Um, grant is the best kind of money, which is free money. Uh, that's non-repayable money, which is obviously the best kind of money. Um, as long as you're academically successful and don't withdraw from your program, you're not on the hook to pay that back. Um, whereas the loan portion is something that does need to be repaid back when you're done your studies. Um, you're not forced into repayment until six months after being done your studies. So like if you graduate in April, usually don't start till October, November. Um, during your studies and that six months after you complete your studies, it remains interest-free, um, but it starts to incur interest more or less as soon as you enter repayment in October, November. Um, but with all that being said, if you're in a position that maybe you received the loan, you didn't necessarily use it, you put it in a savings account, you can pay it back at any point in time. You don't need to make a payment and wait until that October, November. As soon as you get it, you can pay it back. As soon as you've done your studies in April, during that non-repayment period, you can do that as well. Um, Whatever is best for the student in that category. Uh, so Kyle, I wanted to know how can students keep track of their application? And With OSAP specifically? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's it's gotten a lot better um, in the last few years. I've been at OSAP now for I think probably close to five or six years. Uh, right before I came in, they were just kind of still transitioning from like paper. Um, and by that, I mean like they still took paper applications, a lot of like supporting documentation. So like signature pages or if you need to prove that you're married or birth certificate. A lot of it was you handed it to us in the office. Um, it's going to sound kind of weird, but the situation that we're in right now, it's been like a transition for OSAP to say, okay, we're going to upload documents. So you don't need to go into the office and do it that way. So to answer your question, it's transitioned to be a great online portal. You would go right to the OSAP website, you create your profile, you submit your application, and throughout the entire time, you keep logging into this account to see the status of your application, what's required from you that needs to be completed in order for your funding to be released, when your funding is released, after it's been released, what the status of it is, has it paid your tuition to the school, how long will it take to get to my bank account? Um, so it, it's definitely made some very good strides in the last five years for sure. And from the early 2000s, it's like night and day for OSAP. It is nice seeing just those kind of those little advancements come up over time, right? You know, I think the, the pandemic has kind of forced some of these things, you know, like the, some of these last messages of the pen and paper, like, no, 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 we're from home now. Let's let's use this whole magical internet connection we've had for the last 30 years. What can you do? So my question, uh, is it necessary for candidates to apply for a separate brochure each term? Or is it just like a single application process? So for uh, St. Lawrence College specifically, same idea as OSAP, you apply once per year. Um, so let's say you apply kind of the spring or summer for that whole year. So for 21-22, you'll be assessed for brochures and scholarships in both the fall and winter semester. There's not very much in the summer semester. We don't necessarily have an intake from a domestic side uh, for studies. Um, there is some international intake there as well, but a lot of the awards get cleaned up kind of in the fall and the winter, but you only need to apply once. It saves the system from flagging you as a duplicate if you have submitted five applications for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, for bursaries and scholarships for St. Lawrence off our website, just apply once every year, just the same time you apply for OSAP is ideal um, if they're both open at the same time. Sometimes they have different launch dates, but yeah, just once per year and you'll be assessed through the entire academic year to hopefully get yourself some, some more money. 
Okay, you also talked about the interest uh, to the OSAP, uh, and it is also interest-free till you graduate and also like six months after you graduate. So what amount of interest can students uh, expect after six months? So as of right now, they're, they're relatively nicer interest rates. So I can't necessarily say for a student that was studying in 21, 22, this is what your interest rate will be. There's a lot of different factors that would go into that. Students would be able to see what their actual interest rate is from there. It's called National Student Loan Service Account. That's the entity that releases your OSAP funding. Um, so I couldn't say like, if you studied this year, this is what your interest rate is, but relatively reasonable in the sense of like the two to 3% range. Some are even lesser than 2%. Um, so when I said at the beginning, yes, you can still apply for like a personal loan credit from a bank, their interest rates are, are gonna be way higher than what you would see from OSAP. So if you're looking for a loan and hopefully qualify for a loan from OSAP, that would be in your best interest to go through. But um, to answer your question, yeah, you would be able to see what your specific interest rate is from your online account um, and to kind of determine from there, but definitely a nicer interest rate than you would likely get from a bank. That's good to know. Yeah, on that scale, the student loans are pretty friendly. Um, and then you have all the way at the top is like, as you said, like some of these predatory uh, loan cashing places or credit cards. Those are the ones you do not want to be paying for large things with you. You not have the money to pay back right quick. So just keep away from those guys. So question. Um, say a student receives OSAP for one year, but not the following academic year. Is there an exception that allows them to keep their loan? Um, so Sorry, you mean if so they got money the one say, year, but then yeah. but then didn't the next year? Like, it, is their loan still going to be in that suspended state? Or, um, so like, sorry, I get your question now for sure. So, if they're, <laughs> they're still studying, so they got OSAP last year, they came to yeah. school this year, but they're not getting OSAP. Absolutely. Um, it's just you still need to apply through your OSAP account rather than applying for like full time OSAP, for example. It's called a continuation of interest free status application. Okay, cool. So you submit that, it's a lot less daunting and a lot less information required when submitting it. Here's my profile, this is where I'm studying what program and submit. It comes to us for review and all we're really doing is confirming to say, yes, they are in fact studying and here's their dates that they're studying at a full-time rate. Um, so obviously they don't get funding, but that just lets national student loans know that yes, they're a full-time OSAP student, they're not in repayment. So absolutely they can, they just need to let us know that they're here to confirm that with the repayment side. Well, that provides such flexibility to the students to pay the loan. And I have one more scenario for, for you. If a student already has an active loan and they decide to receive another OSAP loan, will they be able to uh, take the loan? So absolutely still apply for OSAP. It does depend on the amount of loan balance outstanding. And there's a million other factors that go into it. How long ago was it? What was the reasons for you leaving last time? Did you finish a program and get a credential or did you leave halfway through and potentially got overfunded by OSAP? So again, always apply. It'll tell you pretty quickly if you have any flags like a loan overpaid balance because in some instances they might need to pay X amount of dollars to qualify for new OSAP funding. Or if it was one of those things that maybe they took a year off and they came back to school where they were only here for one or two years and received OSAP, might not be a problem at all. And they'll be assessed like it more or less didn't even happen. So um, they'd find out pretty quick after submitting their application. But yes, not unheard of. People switch programs all the time or take a year off or 10 to 20 years off. We have some students returning to school too and still being able to qualify for OSAP. Makes a lot of sense. So at the end of the day, people just apply. 
<laughs> that seems you, you cannot get any of this money, whether through scholarships or loans or bursaries, unless you apply. And as you said, it's free, which is a, one of the most beautiful things in the world in the human dictionary. So yeah, go for that. Um, I think that's kind of wrapped up all the questions that we had right now. Kyle, is there anything else you want to say before we kind of dip out of here? I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, I don't know if it's half the battle or 90% of the battle is to show up. So in that sense, applying is showing up for looking for financial aid. So yes, absolutely apply every year if you're only just flirting with the idea still do it you can always close the application and not take it from an osap standpoint if you have any questions or concerns that yes i have osap but i'm potentially get money from elsewhere come see us that's literally why we're here as advisors and financially um, at the other end of the coin if you are low on funds if you're suffering from a hardship definitely reach out or even if it's something that you want to chat about about budgeting or need some steps to assistance that God forbid it, need food or et cetera. We're, we're here to help. Um, we know life is real. There's instances that maybe you're like at this standpoint of being a single parent, you have kids. Yes, you're in full-time school and you work full-time, you don't sleep. People like that need help. People that just came out of high school and they live at home, they need help too. So all you need to do is, I, I guess, as we've said, is, is show up, ask for the assistance, ask those questions and you might be pleasantly surprised at what you can receive. And um, our main goal here, and I, I know that from being a student, is you want to focus on your school. If you're only thinking about your finances the whole time, how can you focus on what your dreams or what you're working towards as well? So that's why we're here. We're happy to help and we'll help anyone that comes through our door. So yeah, thanks very much for having me today. Yeah, no problem. It's a great conversation to have and you know it's it's important stuff. Um, you know, there's a we're all trying to better ourselves and St. Lawrence provides that beautiful opportunity to, to do so. And you, some of you coming on here, I think it's gonna help a lot of people, which is fantastic. Um, we're actually speaking to what you said, about the hearts, some of the hearts of things, the essay also does have some, some programs like that too. So it's same kind of thing, like we have some food bank resources and things along that nature. So if you're in that position, people, there are methods to help, uh, but you people cannot unfortunately read your mind in these circumstances. So sometimes it does require that, that, that first step, but then, People are going to help you along the path, and that's what we're here for. Drishti, is there anything else you would like to say before we dip out? Well, I think it's an amazing opportunity, not for domestic students, but also for the international students. We can't apply for OSAP, but you have so many bursaries available for the international students. And it somehow, you know, decreases the financial load and pressure. And just as Kyle said, you can focus on your studies, which is just so fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a great point to make. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up today, folks. Uh, thank you both for coming on the chat today. Uh, it's been great. Um, to everybody out there, we hope this has helped. So please follow us on all our related social media. Uh, you know, watch us on YouTube, listen on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, all that jazz. And with that, I'm out. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.